Take my hand Take my little hand Walk with me And if you can Understand I didn't plan For this road I'm on But here I stand Hello, you're listening to the Sweet Baby O podcast. I'm Lynn Browder, and I have a son, Owen, who is 11, and he has autism. This is about our journey. It's a lot about my emotions, but it's also about our victories, our challenges, the things that we do to overcome those moments and claim those victories. Shorts. This is the, this is our victory right now. Shorts, shorts, shorts. Let's just all shout it. Shorts. I talked a lot about this last week and it is like my little miracle. We've been working on this for so long and he has switched from wearing blue pants, which are blue jeans, to now wearing shorts. And this is over a week. We've now been wearing, successfully wearing shorts. Um, I'm even allowed, quote unquote, allowed to wear shorts. And I say that because me not wearing the thing that he wants me to be in causes huge meltdowns. Now, yes, there's lots of ways to work around this, lots of ways that I should be working through this. But in the moment when you're trying to get out the door successfully and have a good day, blue pants, otherwise known as blue jeans, are what I do. We are working with numerous doctors, numerous, you know, people, psychologists, therapists, you name it, to be able to try to push through this. And so shorts victory is here. And it's huge. It's emotional because, you know, I'm a mama. I'm a mama. And then let's have all the trickle down effect from there. You know, when you are a mom, you have to go through all of these steps. You know, you want your child to be happy. You need your child to succeed. You need your child to learn these things. You need to grow. You need to do this. You need to do that. You also need to breathe because with all of those moments, there are challenges and you have to have a moment for yourself. And sometimes getting out the door is a challenge, not even dealing with blue pants. There are so many things that upset Owen or cause him to have meltdowns or cause him to get elevated. And when he's elevated, I have to learn to breathe and be in control of the moment. I always say autism is as much about how I handle it as it is about Owen having it. Now, this can be, again, an emotional part of that journey. He is... 
it gets to the point where, you know, like all of us, we, we want something and we want it now. And it can be, you know, from milk to food to his tablet working properly to seeing something to going somewhere. And if it doesn't happen, then the squeals begin and then it can quickly turn into a meltdown or it can just be mad or it can be, you know, turned around by a song, a smell, a moment, any of those things. But I'm human. We're all human. And so if I'm in the middle of making dinner or, you know, going to the bathroom or looking at something or just sitting and he starts squealing, I have to react or I do react. It's not, you know, it's sometimes involuntary that you're reacting to oh my word, is he going into a meltdown because of something I'm not even for sure about? And so this is learning how to succeed in those moments for both of us. I didn't come into being a mommy without, you know, preparing and learning as we grow. And so it's the same thing with autism. I didn't come into being a mommy with my child having autism saying, I got this. I know all the answers. We're getting there. We're growing together. We're learning the things. And I always tell him we're a team. But I don't always know how to handle a situation where my child is absolutely screaming and about to go into a meltdown. And I'm in the middle of doing something, something that my attention is on. And even if I'm fully in, invested in that moment with him, if we're, you know, in the car or we're singing or we're doing something, then I still have to switch gears from being in the happy moment or the, you know, moment we're in to this process of a meltdown. And that with him, things like an open door, an open window, a door that is ajar, a door that is not what he thinks, a light, a banana, blue pans, and the list goes on and on. A, a lady that's not standing on a corner with a dog that hasn't been there for, I think, at least five years now, that, if he stands at my window, can cause him hours of pacing and meltdowns. So how do you prepare for those moments? How do you prepare your mind, body, and soul? Because it's tiring. It is exhausting for him. It's exhausting for me. And so we have to find those middle grounds, those moments where we can work together and push through it. I breathe and I breathe and I breathe. This is my baby. This is my child. You know, I I try to rationalize through it. But when you can't control a meltdown, it's hard. It gets harder when there's not a moment where he is calm in those moments. He now has meltdowns over the fact that there are not bananas on my counter for him to throw away. So that is one of those moments <laughs> I just have to breathe and I have to rationalize that 
you know, he, he has a thought process and I have a thought process and a banana that's not even there on my counter has caused a ripple effect of conversation and emotions and emotions and emotions to the, the meltdown point where it's not even something I can prepare for. How do you prepare for a moment that you don't even know is going to happen? You breathe, you work on these moments in between life. So I talked to Owen about his actions, his reactions, my actions, my reactions. And we've established different types of calming mechanisms. We want to be calm in those moments. They don't always work, but the older he gets, I want him to be able to realize that he can reposition those emotions in his mind, in his brain, and come out the victor. He can go through that and continue to process, breathe through it, learn to reevaluate the situation, try to think of something else. Depending on the moment in time I'm in, I try to evaluate the situation and then prepare him for breathing exercises, singing, and you know, we cycle through these moments like everything else. And some days you are on it and you know how to control, to advise, to help the meltdown. And then there's other days where you want to be on that floor crying with him. And it's hard. That is my baby. And to see him just shed tears and on the the just meltdown mode over bananas that are not even on my counter. That is hard to process. So I take these moments and after the wave has gone through, the wave has crashed, we are on the calm crest. That's when I evaluate how I handled the situation, how I could have helped the situation, how I could pause in the moment and let him learn from those emotions. Then I also look at how he handled the moment, how he worked through it, and what I can do to help those moments with him. I forget some of the techniques because, again, you know, life continues to happen in those moments and things that work with him in certain moments do not necessarily work in other moments. He continues to have meltdowns if I say the wrong thing. And sometimes that triggers even more time in that moment. So I have to work through what I'm saying, if I should say nothing, if I should just let him go through all of that, or if I need to remind him to breathe, to sing a song, or process it. It's a lot. It's a huge process. But this is, again, my baby, my son, that is going through these moments. So 
I'm in it as well because we can't do anything else until he gets through that. It's an incredible learning curve. It's an incredible amount of breathing and working through that. Yesterday, I was thinking through some things with him and how to help him like kind of recover a little quicker or go through the emotions and and try not to press the issue. And so when he was about to have a meltdown, instead of talking to him about breathing, because sometimes that triggers a little bit more, I started singing really, really softly, extremely softly. And what happens when I do that is he generally focuses on my singing. 90% of the time, he doesn't like me to sing. And then there's some times where he asks me to sing. And then there's times like this, if I sing extremely low, he will focus on that and he will come bring himself completely to me and put his head right on my face. I forget that this is one of the calming mechanisms because again, I'm human. And in the moment, you're just trying to process it all yourself. And so yesterday, that worked beautifully for him. He was able to concentrate on the fact that I, was, I wasn't I was singing pretty for sure because I don't have that tone. My son, he does. I don't. But he was able to focus on me instead of his emotions for that moment. In that moment, this worked. He didn't go into a meltdown. He was able to concentrate. He was able to figure out that he could uh, think of something else. He could work through something else. And it passed. And we succeeded in that victory. Challenge accepted. Got it. Moved on. Victory. And that's the success of the moment. That is what I focus on, is finding those connections for him to say, okay, I don't need to go into this meltdown. And I know, I know there's tons more parts to it, but success is in those moments of keeping him calmer. I don't have all the answers. I just have this will to help my son and help others if they can find a tool like that that works for them. A lot of the things we do are breathing exercises, and I tell him to focus on his mind, count to 10, or a lot of times he will count 10 backwards. It just depends on the moment. And then if that doesn't work, then we go to 20 and we go to 30. And we continue to breathe. We take those deep breaths and he tries to speed up the volume and speed up the, the counting numbers because he wants to go back to focusing on the thing, whatever the thing is that's causing the meltdown. So in that moment, I have to be as patient as his impatience in me or in the moment. This is my own time to breathe and to think through and find a way to focus. It's a huge learning curve. I 
still want more answers. I still want more reflection. I still want him to be able to figure out some of this with those those, those stepping stones because he is going to learn the process that helps him most as he grows. I see a huge change in him. I see those moments of reflection when he is starting to go into a meltdown. And I'm also seeing where he is understanding, you know, the difference between pushing my buttons, you know, all kids love to push the buttons, right? And when those moments are turning into too much time and processing into a meltdown, there's, there's a difference. And that's where I have to learn to step back, evaluate the situation and help him. So I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm very, very happy that he is progressing so much and I'm learning and together we're getting through those steps. And we have over a week under our belt of wearing shorts. I've even worn pants that were not blue. I've worn dresses. I've worn other things and it's brilliant. Now, <laughs> to be able to get that, he, he's seeing me in the different colors. He's seeing me in the different, you know, outfits. We have to find a way to project that, those steps onto the world because he still wants people in blue pants. <sighs> I breathe. It's an emotional journey when you are out with your child and you see somebody that's approaching you and they are not in blue pants. People don't understand. How possibly could someone understand that them talking to me and my son in something other than blue jeans is going to cause him to be emotional in that moment, which then can lead to other behaviors forward. How could possibly anyone understand that? No one could understand that. It's hard for me to process it, and we've been in this journey for two years. He is in, like I said, you know, multiple types of therapy. We're now in vision therapy, trying to help him kind of work through some of those um, steps and those processes to look at blue pants and the world with a different light. And, you know, we work through kindness and grace. I tell him all the time that we have to give others the kindness and grace that we want back from them. Teaching a child about kindness, about grace, about understanding, that is a road as well. And so I'm hoping by just exposing him to those moments, us walking out our door, I breathe because that brings those emotions to me because I know walking out my door is exposing my child to people not being in blue pants, to people that might possibly open a door or a window that he doesn't want opened, 
to going right instead of left, even though he calls it left when it's really right. (laughs) Those are the moments that I have to accept and work through with him. And I gladly take every step with him. But walking out my door knowing that my child is going to be upset with somebody that's not wearing blue pants makes me even more thankful that we are wearing shorts. It's a gift to me that my son is learning all of these steps. It's a gift to me to have my son. And every day, I look for a way to help us both. We are not alone in this journey. Your journey is probably not about blue pants. I hope it's not about blue pants because it's hard when somebody is not in blue pants. But the love that I have for my son will overcome any of these challenges. He is doing brilliant things. He is amazing. His mind is, I can't even, I can't even fathom some of the things that he remembers or, or talks about. I gave him um, Google Earth on his tablet and he is finding places that we haven't been to in years that he wants to go see or he likes or he wants me to know about. I can't even imagine how much he has in those memories that he is trying to express and share. And I know that's part of the frustrations that he has is not being able to communicate all of the things that he wants. He talks, he absolutely, he he says things in languages that I don't even know what are. I can't even imagine how many languages he comprehends. He comprehends much more than than he says in these languages, but I can only imagine. And so for him to not be able to express those emotions of why he wants something or why something is upsetting, that's part of the journey. And this is where kindness and grace gets us through the day. I want everyone to know they're not alone in this journey. I talk about my emotions because there's something in those emotions that everyone can connect to at some point in their life. Your story, like I said, is probably not about blue pants, but your story is important. Your story is important. Share it, tell it. It will inspire others. I am so thankful for all of the people that are in our lives helping us with this journey. He has so much support from so many different people. And that's 
how we've gotten so far. That's how we continue to grow. He is amazing. He is the light of my life. And we're emotional people, truly emotional people. But I'm thankful again for the people that are on this journey with us. I've shared our story for years and years and years. I write about our journey every day. And you can look at our website, which is sweetbabyo.com. We are also on Facebook at Sweet Baby O, where I share the journey. And then we paint together and he helps me paint the backgrounds with a hand over hand method, working on his fine motor skills. And then I paint the rest of our paintings. And you can find that at Sweet Baby O Designs on Facebook or again on my website. I do this weekly podcast Again, it's a lot about my emotions, but I'm hoping by sharing my emotions that something will help you through a process. Or if you've never been around a child that has autism, maybe this will help you understand what the emotions are for both the parent and what I think my son goes through. I wrote a book uh, It's 365 Days of Autism. And again, that shares our journey, our everyday journey, every day. And I'm hoping by sharing our journey, you know you're not alone. At the beginning of our podcast and at the end, you will hear the song, down this road and it was written for us by Marcus Oglesby with the band Creek Don't Rise. He wrote this about our journey with autism. But so many people have listened to this song and truly felt the emotions that connect us all to our story and to how we walk through the journey. So please enjoy the song Down This Road and reach out to me. Reach out to me and tell me your story or tell me some things that you'd like me to share the emotional journey about. But please uh, let me know and I'll be happy to um, incorporate that into one of our future podcasts. So I truly appreciate you being on this journey with us and I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day. Life ain't always what we thought it would be Sometimes heavy is the load I won't give up on you Don't give up on me Take my hand down this road Take my hand down this road And understand, I understand You don't understand the way I am When you cry, and I don't know why 
Take my hand 